0: creative back and forth, like a ping pong, like uh, collaboration, creative, like you, me, you, kind of playful, which is is really integral to our work.
1: Humor is also intimate, right? it, It makes you laugh. It really creates this interaction that goes on inside of you. I don't feel like technology is our biggest concern when it comes to how we do our creative work.
2: Welcome to this week's episode of The Common Creative. My name is Paul Fairweather,
3: And I'm Chris Therrien.
2: And Chris and I are on a journey to lift the veil on creativity in the world of business and life. Uh, this week's guests are Dan Golden and Jen
3: Huff. They're designers, they collaborate on a brand new project called You, Me, you And we were fascinated to talk to them because they seem to Make a success of things with simplicity, with humour, and collaboration. And those themes seemed to be so important to us.
2: Paul, what did you learn from our wonderful chat with them? So many things. Well, one of the things that caught my eye when we invited them on was something on Dan Golden's website that said that he delivered his project with clarity and humour. And I think that's you know this this whole episode was around clarity, around the creative process, delivered with humour. So it was great fun. It's a great fun conversation with some fantastic insights about, particularly about collaboration, uh, how to collaborate together in the design and artistic creative process. That's a great irony of this particular episode. I think they've made
3: a really powerful and serious point about the importance of humor and collaboration.
0: So let's get them in.
2: Dan and Jen, welcome to the Common Creative Podcast.
1: Thank you. We're happy to be here.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Paul. Dan, Jen,
3: can't wait to hear more about your story. Welcome to The Common Creative.
2: Can we just start off, uh, Dan and Jen, with just giving us a, a quick part of the history about where you came from and how you ended up to
0: be where you are now. Wow, well, it's sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always goes
1: first. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I've always been interested in art and design. Um, grew up, studied painting, uh, moved to New York and got into the design scene uh, and then started doing rugs and pillows and collections with cb2 it's crate and barrel and uh odegaard which is a rug company did my own lines uh and then right when we started my own line of rugs i met jen this is around 2007 yeah and we've been together ever since and then we became both um design creative partners and partners in the other sense as well
1: yeah
3: You've just launched an amazing new brand, a collection of throws, if I understand it right, called You, Me, You. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, it actually started around the pandemic during 2020, and um, both Dan and I took a hiatus from making products, and during that time, we became very aware of a sense of wanting comfort and collaborating with other people in the community, and Every time we do anything that is an extension of our own creative practice, we think of things as like canvases and palettes as much as we can. So we thought, going back to the product, why not just go back to doing throws again? So it was the most simple, easy, accessible way. And um, our approach with working kind of that concept of you, me, you really blended very well in regards to the throw.
0: Yeah, the, the idea was um, this idea of this creative back and forth, like a ping pong, like uh, collaboration, creative, um, like you, me, you, kind of playful, which is, our, is really integral to our work, is a sense of humor and play. Um, so uh, collaboration is really key. And, and especially during lockdown, it was like a way for us to start a brand and a collection where we could actually work and communicate with other people, other designers, creatives, artists, that we like and gave us an excuse to kind of, not an excuse, but a positive way to bring all together, all the things we're interested in doing, which is art design and collaboration all into one and with our own unique sense of play and humor.
2: So uh, actually, I actually want to pick up on that play and humor, just before I do, Jen, Jen, what's your background? Did, are you are you an artist as well or what? Uh...
1: Yes, yes. So I forgot, I totally forgot to even address that. So yes. Um, I come from a poetry and creative uh, and photography background, so when Dan and I met, um, we met in New York, and how I approach working with Dan and how we work together is basically we have a strong sense of play, humor, and um a quirkiness when it comes to our approach to fine arts especially when in New York it's so serious to art so we always want to kind of do it in a service of subversive way so this is our way when it comes to design and when it comes to arts to do that so uh, when we came together we just always kind of communicate and collaborate together and uh, I don't know we always end up kind of like we don't end our each other's senses in real life, but when it comes to work, we can communicate visually, really clearly and articulately through each other's approach and where we end off with the an idea, and where he finalizes in the execution, and then I bounce back. Look, there's so many things
2: that we could unpack there, and and uh, and I'm just some of the things that you said, Chris and I. I know we could speak all day with you. Chris is a photographer. I'm an artist. My, my book, my book, working title is called "Bald, Brave, and a Bit Quirky." Uh, so we love that <laughs> stuff. Uh, and and I, I and I do really want to come back and unpack this thing about what you said about how you work together, because I think, you know, Chris and I are on a mission to unpack creativity in the workplace and well um, the discussion about creativity. Mr. Vale and I think that you know you have some insights there about your collaboration that you know will be very useful to our listeners but i did want to just ask you that one question again you uh, jen sort of alluded to it but dad what caught my attention when we first started chatting was your website and on your website you had this statement that you delivered your projects with clarity and humor um and i gotta say then i i love that so much so i've stolen it but can you just tell us about that you know that that
0: sort of the, the clarity around that statement and sorry so our dog judd named after donald judd is of course she wants to get in on the whole show so if you see jen sort of like distracting her it's because she's complaining that we're on a podcast we don't usually do
1: podcasts i know she so wants to be upset. her own like social meat star so, stars, so, so. I probably-
3: <laughs> <laughs> am i right that this it's not dan and jen this is actually a threesome we're talking about is <laughs> this the this dog part of the team yeah that's good sounds like a good thing <laughs>
0: going way back the idea of finding clarity and simplicity has always been super important to my work it's just my way of understanding the world i just i find the world to be somewhat confusing in general so if i can find ways to simplify it and clarify it for myself uh, i think that's a benefit and for me humor has always been the way that i've just navigated through the world whether it's through the pain you know like i think that's just the truth like where does humor come from i think it comes from I mean, what's the whole comedy? is like pain or time or something like that. There's some line about it. So th- that's like a truth of my, my history. And so those are two things of like mentally processing the world, making it clear and finding humor in it. And those are also ways that I've connected with people because I find that like the clearer you are, the more you can connect with people in a message. And another way of connecting with people is humor. It's like one of the purest ways of, of reaching other people. And it's always been a great tool that I've found to be able to express myself. I mean, I, I can't dance. Jen can attest to that, but I can come up with something funny.
2: <laughs> is, is he, is he funny, Jen? That's what I want to know.
1: Well, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I have to say like my whole thing when finding, I mean, as a collaborator, but also as a life partner, it's like the most important things I we have to have fun and it has to be funny. And what I think Dan's humor and his approach to design, it, it seems so simple, but it's not. I think it's really complex and psychological and it slices through so clearly that it really clearly resonates with people. So even these, um, Dan does these one cell kind of animation type things and, uh, you know, shitty
0: my quiet team character named Shitty, who he's kind of like my inner, dark side, like the worst version of me but to it's survive. All of us,
1: that's all of us. There, and so even then we have a little tagline. "There's a little shitty in all of us. like we're all.: <laughs> shitty, You know, And it's true. It's, it's talking, It's speaking to who we are and not ignoring the, the worst the best it's it's just making it truly just human and immediate and um, palatable and you could just like chew on it so easily
0: I'll tell you what I was thinking
3: it's always to as something light and I mean that kind of literally is you're saying it's something very important very serious that's very but humor gets people together and what was in my mind as well is that it's an antidote to the kind of the, the, the technology that's kind of um surrounding us and arguably polluting us too much um so i've got a whole bunch of questions i guess one of them is how do people incorporate more humor in their lives so i think maybe we've all got ourselves too serious and too worried about the future and maybe humor is a really good answer to that Uh, how do we incorporate
0: more humor in our lives that's a great question i think it's so important i mean i think wow how do we do it i mean i think you have to put like a big Notepad, putting a card on your wall everywhere and say, like, incorporate more humor. Like, you have to remind yourself. Or else. Or, or else. <laughs> or else.
1: Have an app that tells you every 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I
0: think you do. I think you need a very really clear sign. Like, like, you forget. I, I got to say, like, Jen, for me, reminds me, you need a Jen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she reminds me sometimes like I can get really in my own head. I think we all can. And and then all of a sudden she'll be in a good mood and it'll just remind me of like not to take myself and the world. So seriously. Um, And I think I try and do the same thing for her, but I I gotta say she does it more for me. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's such a good question. And I kind of want to now have this question always, but (laughs) periodically throughout the day. Cause like, Yeah, we take ourselves, like, here's the thing. I think we all earnestly want to do great things in our lives, right? We all want to touch people and have a positive impact. And there are others that are kind of fearful that they're too scared to say the truth because they don't want to be canceled or called out. There's so many things that are swirling that help that kind of negate our inner self in a bit of a way so humor really breaks that up it's like in a quiet room it's that loud clap and it just shakes us up and i feel like that is something we got to be shaken up every day yeah yeah because then we get stuck and we can't we really can't figure anything out without humor
3: Hey, could make could have answered that question. I'm I'm thinking it's an unfair question because it demands a serious answer. And maybe what you should have just said is, "You're kidding! You're kidding! Who asked questions
2: like that?
1: <laughs> you're joking me! Get out of here!"
2: <laughs> I just want I just wanted to connect that back to that other thing you're talking about collaboration. Uh, Chris and I on some of our previous podcasts, we've had various neuroscientists talk about creativity and what the brain. And something that they that often comes up is that. To be creative, you've got to be in a good mood. It's very difficult you know, to be creative if you're in a foul mood. You've got to have a positive outlook. But I really wanted to come back, sort of that to this thing that you guys enjoy working together and you have this incredible collaboration. There's not a lot of husband and wife, sexual partners, wife partners that can work together successfully um, <laughs> for, for an extended period of time or any period of time. But, you know, you do both. I know some some, some of my friends are just incredible crowd of duos in life and in, in business. But, you know, in my experience is that in collaboration often it, it comes out as collaboration, what I call collaboration, which is pretending to be collaboration, but it's really people just trying to clobber you to get their own way. <laughs> um, so w- what what I'm interested in is is your personal experience of this collaboration together. And how that might translate you know into the workforce you know what are the, what are the elements of the successful creativity and you know and it, don't say you 've got to have a life partner because that's going to shrink the, shrink the pool quite uh, mm-hmm. dramatically, but you know what what are you know that businesses and people and teams might be able to go, yeah okay, I can do that do,
0: do you know what the the essence is wow that's a great question I mean a couple of things come to mind is one um building empathy is one thing and trust you know obviously like uh, to that point of of feeling like you need to be in a good place mentally to create i couldn't agree more like for me i had a therapist once who was like dan you're not one of those starving you know horrible artists who like creates their best work if you're like starving or in a bad situation you need to have like a roof over your head and like all the things the trappings like to create and i was like you're right. Like I mean, when I was younger, I had this picture of like you had to be like, you know, Van Gogh or something to be creative. But I'm like, no, I need to feel safe and supported, and and all of those things. So I think it's really key. So I think empathy, trust, all of those things. I mean, you no matter how cliche or corny they may sound, I think they're um, really the most important thing because um, it really sets the the groundwork to be able to do good work or even to like explore ideas and then the only other thing I was going to add to that was um is I think supporting just generating ideas is to me and we talk about this like a good idea and creative ideas are, are like no matter how small a spark of something we throw ideas back and forth every day at each other and we figure out what works and you know we filter it through and this could be applied to a team it's like the support, you know a platform where you feel supported and then being able to kind of comfortable in yourself to like generate ideas and go with the ones that you feel strongly about or throw them past your team to kind of filter through and get feedback is super key because uh, for us it's like everything can even start with the simplest sketch on a napkin. I mean, that's even the best. Sometimes the best ideas come out of the simplest sketch and that's a lot of times really where, where things that we've done have come from. So it's support, uh, safe space to create the work and then just like allow yourself to to just throw ideas out there um i feel like that's what we do we both throw ideas back and forth with each other and we're honest with each other but we're also we don't shut each other down we kind of like if we don't agree with that's the perfect idea we help each other shape it um so it's all that and i think that applies to to teams
1: yeah i think trust is the most it's the essential. It's the absolute essential because I am not as, I think, what is, what was the term that they used? Not collaboration, but collaboration. And I think that, the, like, I think there's two things when I hear that term, that, that the new unique term, collaboration. It's either the person is kind of tyrannical in regards to how they approach it and they see it only by one vision. And then it's the team that builds that one vision. And I don't think that's how we can work that way. That's not how we exist. I think that trust is hugely important because I trust Dan in his abilities, and he trusts in my abilities. And we're not here to compete with each other. We have something very unique to offer to each other and individually and together. And whatever that is, we know that we're always going to be moving towards that. And when we ever have disagreements, because we do have disagreements. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, that's true. And sometimes it's really good to work it out. But I don't, whenever we do have disagreements, I think it's because we are either not hearing each other. And that's when it's What's the co- collaboration is happening. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, a, that's just a temporary. It shouldn't be the consistency.
3: I think what's go- going through my mind is the, the idea that actually trust from, comes from human or the other way around, because it's kind of opening up a very vulnerable side of yourself. If you're sharing a joke, you're making fun of something. It, it, it invites one option. One option is to invite being squashed. Because, and you know that's not funny or how dare you say that have been might be uh, and the other option is to join in the joke and so it's it is mm-hmm. something that develops trust rather than the other way around uh, uh, and then what I'm thinking in, through to the workplace is that there's very little humor in the workplace and employers uh, are looking for trust they're looking for teamwork looking for collaboration <laughs> and maybe humor is one of the sort of elixirs that they could use if only they knew how to encourage it, have a, how to get people to relax enough to to enjoy themselves. <laughs> Share a joke.
1: I think I totally agree. I think that when it comes to work, I think people express themselves that they think there's a pers- professional self. They separate themselves in some way, but if they just let them be 100% themselves in their workplace or in how they're approaching in their process. Even sharing the process, I kind of feel like everything is so product-driven, end results, not even sharing the fine nuances, which nuance is the humor, like the ridiculousness of sometimes how they even get to something simple Like to get there <laughs> is, It could spend 30 hours on something that seems it would only take 10 minutes. But if the truth is, that's how it is all the time. Um, I,
2: I just wanted to come, come back to the to the you, me, U thing, and and we'll put links on the on, on in the show notes. because I, I love your graphic, the simple U used to create a U, an and uh, uh, an E and then a U again. And I, 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 that also resonated with me because I used to have a boat, a little timber boat. When I bought it, it was a mother and son used to sell. It It was called You and Me, um, and our favourite uh, Japanese restaurant up the coast was called Yumi Umi, which I believe is Jap- Japanese to dream. So I renamed my boat Yumi too. Uh, so, uh, which is a very oh, okay. similar thing to Yumi U. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, and and I love what I'm really finding fascinating, obviously, that you already know this. But that 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 word, that logo, so says so much about your your process. You know, not even the process in, in the throw business about you, you know, the artist and back again, but the way you guys work, you know, back and forth. I, I just think it's it's such a fantastic uh encapsulation of, of what it is that you do. Well, I want to jump into the
3: question about technology. Um the question is, how do you harness technology and how do you filter technology? Because this idea of human connection, simplicity, humor comes across very strongly from you. Uh, it's obviously very important to you. And I'm wondering if that's the kind of antidote to the craziness of all of our lives there's too much technology and too many new apps and gadgets and solutions to things we didn't know we needed solutions to. Mm-hmm. So, how do you filter technology? How do you? I, sh- I should explain, for example, I, Paul mentioned I'm a photographer. I hate studio lights and the wires. You just saw me pull the wire out of my own headphones. That's how good I am. But my question is, how do you harness or filter what technology
0: works for you, and how do you know what doesn't? Wow, that's great. Oh, I'll jump in for me, from my experience with it, is I'm always looking for the most elegant, simple um, solution from a software perspective. Uh, whether it's like what web platform, you know, that we're we'll build a site on or what software we use um for 3D design. I'm always looking for that. So it, it's kind of like a curation, uh filtering of what makes sense. And I used to be really frustrated because I always felt like I wanted to know everything and I mean there's so much cool stuff going on now with like 3D design and motion. And I realized like I'm kind of accepting that there's only so much that like one person can do and to like focus on the things that like are where my proclivities or my strengths or interests lie. And and maybe it's like my strength is putting a pen on a piece of paper and I can scan it and I can use Photoshop and Illustrator and a few other things. But I'm not going to not I don't need to try and compete or know all the software out there part of what we do we have this other website called curator um which we do interviews with artists and designers and it's another extension of this idea of the Yumiu, this kind of creating community creative collaboration um so i was just thinking about it like it's a great way for me to reach out to people who know those things that i'm interested in but i'll never be able to learn it but are really masters of it but i can open the dialogue with them and understand it through them and pick their brains and maybe Get some suggestions on what would be the tools that we might need to use or want to access, but um, it, it comes down to like it's a curation of of all that. You know, it's like all a filter because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. So you have to kind of clear it out.
3: What you're saying is basically other people to advise you on the stuff that's elegant and is going to work for you uh, to avoid that trap of just pursuing the latest, the newest, the shiniest bit of technology. Otherwise, we spend our lives doing the tech and not doing the work. So yeah, that's a
0: really good. Yeah. I, I just wanted to jump in back to what, what Paul was saying about the UMIU thing. Cause I wanted to mention something, you know, so the logo that was designed by spin studio that actually designed one of the, the throws or for UMIU. And it's also an example of like serendipity and, and the whole idea of like the way that we work with the collaboration. Um, they had designed this, throw they had a pattern they created or a shape they call symmetrica which is like this u shape and it actually worked out perfectly as like a shape that could build the logo and in the conversation with spin studio i just kind of mentioned it to tony brooke who's the founder director one of the founders of spin and he was like oh let me mock it up for you as your logo and what they do all day long is create the world's best logo marks i mean they're like one of the best agencies and creative agencies for that in the world and he was just like here you go you can use this and he's like it's yours now i'm like wow and it was like finding people that like were our tribe in a sense and that wanted to collaborate with us and you know it wasn't like about the money and it wasn't about you know, ego, and it was just like, here you go, this works for what you're doing, where we have the same spirit, creativity, and collaboration. And and so that that was sort of exactly
1: it. Yeah, I mean, to build upon what Dan was saying, and also I think it joins Paul and press your questions, is that, Dan, what you were saying about um, technology and how you approach, I always have to remind Dan to go back to the pen, to go back to your hand because everything we do is intimate. It's, it's Humor is also intimate, right? It's, it, it makes you laugh. It really creates this different – it's this – Interaction that goes on inside of you that you have no excuse, and then you all of a sudden accidentally laugh and make yourself look ridiculous, and <laughs> and you're exposed, and then it makes other people laugh. It's like contagious, right? In that way. So for him, um, I know that sometimes, like we do a lot of graphic work, and it's really simple and refined, but the hand, his hand, and how he draws is to me the best communication of how we're articulating our ideas and whether that's from doodle to like 3d prototyping it always stems from the hand so even when it comes to our branding ideas even though it's an idea concept we we put it pen to paper and make it into reality and then the only way we can make it even feel even more real is connecting with people so that other people know so then all of a sudden by knowledge it has this existence so that's how we approach our collaboration and also these ideas. And technology is, I don't feel like technology is our biggest concern when it comes to how we do our creative work. I think it enters into the concern is how it's being marketed and how it's being approached in that way. But then it's really not our concern because then we can always work with partners.
2: Actually, <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's, that's a fantastic bit thought and thank you for sharing that because one of the things that Chris and I both do is we get people drawing in the master classes we run for all various reasons and, and and uh and doodling, you know. And I ask people if they're creative and no, who draws? No, who doodles. Oh yeah, I doodle. Well hello. But the third thing I wanted to well I I just wanted to make another observation. Um, you're talking about that you and that mark. In uh, Australian indigenous art, that that is a motive that is often used and it's like, uh, as far as I understand, I might have this wrong, is basically a like an aerial view of a person. So when there's a gathering, there's a series of these, you, you, if you look at the motifs, it's a series of these Us, you know, placing into the circle. And it's basically almost like an aerial view of people sitting with their legs crossed, you know, and sort of opening. So it's, it's really quite, you know, quite fascinating. I just wanted to ask a question. And and it relates a little bit to the simplicity thing, but also everything that you do. I know I have probably more of a challenge than Chris, but Chris also has a bit of a challenge around this. We're both multi We like the shiny new thing. You know, I'm an artist, writer, Stigger and Venner, goes on. I was an architect. I'm a recurring architect. I find it very hard to focus. Um, you have a lot of interests or, or things that you do, but I sense that they're more layered or something, that they're more... You know, there's like not something totally different. They're all sort of overlapping or it's a big Venn diagram. Is that, am, am I correct in that? And and how do you do that? Like, how do you say, well, I can't do that. I'm going to do this. Keep that sort of continuity or connection with the things that you do.
0: Well, I'll just say that I struggled a lot with this over the last year because, um, I mean, my whole entire design experience or creative where it's like exactly want to do a million different things and could see a million different avenues to go in, and then not getting every for me getting where I wanted to get in any of them. Maybe I'd get a little somewhere, somewhere. um And I just realized, like, oh, I was thinking through over the last year. I was like, I've got five projects I want to work on, and as I kind of went through them, I realized, well, one of them was Umu, another one was Curator, there was some children's book, another was like, I want to go back and do some art painting. Uh, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I just realized, okay, I can't do them all. I've got to focus and just pick two so I can only handle so much. I just know me, how much I can handle on my plate. So I kind of really whittled down and just terms. And, and that doesn't mean that those other things can't get woven in, but it's also just in terms of like, what can I do now? And thinking of life as like this marathon. I just did my first marathon this last year. So I've learned a lot from this idea of like, thank you very slow, but I made it. It survived. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> But the point being is that like now instead of looking at this thing of like I'm not going to be a rock star I'm not I'm even past rock star age I'm going li- to hopefully live till ninety or above I'll have time to do all these things I don't have to like try and fit them all in so two things one I do ne- it's not possible to do a million different things at once you do have for me I have to make a selection to get ahead to and then I can weave in the other things but then I do think all of them do relate or stem off of certain our life values about creativity, collaboration, art, and design. So they do stem off of a center core. So I wouldn't say, I don't know if we do them more successfully or differently or stack them up differently than anyone else does, but um, they all do align, I think, for us.
1: Yeah. I think think it's really difficult in regards to how do you kind of silence yourself a little bit or silence or dampening all the things because it can be really distracting. And that's inclusive of, I think, technology and being seeing what everyone's doing and what's available and all your own goals and hopes and dreams or inclinations or ideas like I think that is why collaboration and working with Dan is so helpful for me because it lets me, it's not even a silo, but it just quiets the space so I can really truly focus. And when we can have a direction, when we work together, even in the collaboration, it's, you just want to be a hundred percent there with the person that you're there with Mm -hmm. and with the person that you're thinking of, which is whoever is being designed for or with whom. You you want to narrow that down and not narrow down the ideas, but narrow down that experience so that you have full intention, full meaning when you're working. And to me, the end result for me is I hope that I'm 100% satisfied by it. Mm -hmm. And it inspires and sparks the next so I could be Hundred percent there for that.
2: That that is a most amazing statement to unfortunately call this to a an end because we run out of time. That full intention and full focus. I, I just think it sums it up beautifully. Thank you so much for sharing your your clarity into design and art and business with humor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it has really been. I, I've enjoyed it. Um, and I, I've enjoyed it too, more than enjoyed it. I
3: think you're on something really big. I think it's the antidote to us being surrounded by too much stuff, too much technology and you know, too much craziness. I, I've really enjoyed it. Thank
0: you. Uh, we appreciate it. Well, we'll share some things with you just between now and later. Some images that you probably haven't seen that I think might be interesting and have a sense of that play. And thank you for reminding me of that because of the humor. Because I think I, sometimes I forget about how important that is. I'm trying to be cool all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You see>? <laughs> <laughs> too cool for funny school <laughs> thank you thank you wow chris again what great energy what great fun
3: And what big learnings I, 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 they've helped me get some real clarity apologies um, about all the things that get in the way of us and the seriousness we, we approach things with and the technology we surround ourselves with. And I think the simplicity, clarity, humour, what, what wonderful themes to, to live by, to grow by, and to kind of share stuff
2: by. I'm reminded by that quote, why's too important to be taken too seriously? I'm quite sure, quite sure who said that. So anyway, listen, if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a uh, rating, hopefully five, and some uh, a review and please most of all share with your friends if you've enjoyed it because that helps us it helps the other listeners and it helps our guests please share it
3: please share and uh, join us for next week's episode of the common creative thanks for listening
2: bye for now